Welcome to Lead Today with me, Kalina. Let's talk leadership. Welcome to another episode of the show. I'm so glad that you're here today. We are continuing this series of an intro to, I want to thank again, Erin Intzabode from the One Week Expert podcast who inspired this series with their curiosity and willingness to explore new topics and research and thus get a handle on just new arenas. For me, I've been really soaking in all of the natural healing modalities that exist in the different parts of the world. And I have found that in my own backyard, there's such a wealth of knowledge that is really underrepresented. When it comes to Native American tribes, indigenous communities, their voices have been extremely silenced. And while I think we often talk about, myself included, Western medicine being you know, hospitals, doctors, that mainstream, quote-unquote, type of medicine, we're forgetting a huge breadth of knowledge that indigenous tribes in the North American region and southern, I mean, all over the world, right? They're indigenous, first of all, right? Let me preface by saying there are absolutely indigenous tribes all over the world, and while we don't have time in this episode for all of them, I want to focus my intention on Native American tribes in north american regions perhaps we'll do another episode on the south let's see how we do because there are just so many different indigenous communities that bring such reverence for the land and a respect for nature and what nature brings us that i think this could be gosh a lifetime of series in and of itself there's so much wisdom that's been passed down through generations that I think is incredibly important and needs to be explored. So here's my intro to Native American medicine and just a few ideas that they bring to the table. There's so many. Um, There's, in terms of how many tribes, I mean, I've looked at 400 plus that are recognized in the United States, but that by no means covers it. In my opinion, there's so many tribes that need to be recognized and really acknowledged for their contributions. Just some that have come from different Native American tribes are syringes, pain relievers. So salicin, which is an anti-inflammatory that's put into modern day aspirin, uh, was originally pioneered by them. Um, oral birth control they had oral contraception via stone seed and dog's bane that they were ingesting well before the 1960s when it was introduced into the United States sunscreen um, North American tribes have medicinal purposes for more than 2500 plant species whoa 2500 um, all of these kind of facts and figures and where I got them will be in the notes for you to continue to look into but um, using animal fat and oils from fish as sunscreen, so really that protectant from a natural capacity, which makes so much sense. Baby bottles, so different from the ones you're used to, but they did fashion them using bear intestines and a quill, so very resourceful when they were hunting, which makes a ton of sense. Mouthwash, so they had stuff for pain relief and mouthwash to clean out the ma- mouth. They used gold thread, really cool. Um, and suppositories are just a few that were used and are used that we have now as western 
settlers taken on for our own it's very interesting as i've mentioned in previous episodes of this series that each ancient modality let's say or long-standing modality has sort of a framework that they use right so we looked at traditional chinese medicine and how they use the meridians and they use the different elements in chinese traditional chinese medicine then we looked at how in ayurveda there are doshas and they use the chakras as energy centers and that's their explanation what i've been able to find here with native voices is um, the medicine wheel and the four directions and that's their traditional healers and healing way so i'd like to get into that because i think it's really interesting but also under this sort of umbrella of what native american tribes have used for thousands of years many different indigenous tribes um is that herbs roots and other natural plants as i've shared a couple already um healing crystals and stones they have medicine bags or bundles medicine men and healing practices there so natural healing they have dances um and other rituals and ceremonies along with smudging that they use and then they do have shamans and priests which is maybe a crossover a bit religious but definitely still used for healing and then totems and their meanings of totem animals which had different energies and different meanings that they associated depending on which animals were gravitating toward you or that you were seeing symbols of in your life so huge emphasis on plant medicine there and really utilizing healing modalities outside of i think what we would call western medicine for sure so that's a bit of an overview and when we get into these four directions what I find fascinating is that, again, right, it's this framework that has been drawn up and lasted thousands of years. So they're certainly tried and true. So the movement in the medicine wheel in ceremonies is circular and typically clockwise or sunwise. And they're said to help to align with the forces of nature. So gravity and the rising and setting of the sun. They have four directions east south west and north and they have different colors so black red yellow and white and i'll just give a brief overview although i will share a picture with you in the show notes that i think does well so north air and wind so we see again from traditional chinese medicine and ayurveda we definitely have the elements coming in as well as directional aspects so north air and wind they associate different things in nature so for north it's cedar um it's the season of winter and it looks at spiritual health it is white and a focus on elders or grandparents we have east which is fire tobacco spring mental health birth and childhood and that is yellow in color then we move to south which is the earth sweet grass summer physical health youth and adolescence so we see also that we're moving through the seasons of our lives as we talked about in the other other episodes which is fascinating again this is just a worldwide phenomenon that has been represented differently but i can't stress this enough i find this fascinating that across the world across generations this is tried and true and we really do have systems in place all around the world that factor in nature and the seasons of the year and the seasons of our lives so ingrained into healing and healing modalities i think it's fascinating and something that we need to put more attention on in our lives next is water west direction uh, sage 
autumn, looks at emotional health. Blue is the color and adulthood, so parents. Um, and it's interesting, right, because as we move through these seasons of our lives, this is sort of, to me, I think when we can get into health challenges when we have these transitions. So transition from youth and adolescence into adulthood and being a parent. You can have some bumps along the way and we find that physical ailments manifest at these times in our bodies. And similarly, when we move from adulthood into that elder grandparent wise winter season of our lives i think it's really important to understand what that brings us and to transition as best we can for women definitely you know transitioning into the state of menopause and redefining your identity in your body and in your life and how it is that you relate what it is your goals are what it is you're hoping to bring to the world as you enter different seasons I think when we hold on to certain seasons of our lives, that's when we can have some challenges. And of course, everybody has different timelines of what the seasons are. Uh, But we definitely resonate pretty largely right with birth and then youth, adolescence, adulthood, and then elderly. And I think we're really redefining what elders mean in society today. And I think that's great in a lot of ways. But I do think we need to look at the reverence and the respect that is earned via a life filled with experiences and drawing upon that in society and honoring it more than I think we traditionally do. What I see in the mentality today is very much so stick someone in a nursing home and kind of visit them on Christmas and Easter or, you know, their birthday. And while I totally get that we are busy in our youth, adolescent and adult lives, Um, I think there's so much to be learned. I just had a meeting the other day with a gentleman who's in his 80s and still running businesses and doing a great job. And while not everybody's meant for that in their 80s, it's very interesting to see him define his white or winter north stage of his life and see how he's gracefully making his transition and how he's advising different companies and really looking to give back via the experience that he's had i've got another advisor actually that i work with who's done the same thing and i think he's brilliant he's just mapped out so consciously the different phases of his life and what he wants to create at every phase in his journey not something that's important i think regularly mapping that out Um, and now he's really in a phase of that elder moment where he can give back and support that spring or Uh, you know, summer age person who's really heading into the peak of their, I guess, creating or producing working years. So, so much to be said for honoring our cycles and where we're at, both on a daily and monthly basis, but also really these seasons of our lives. find it fascinating and I wish, I wish there was more, more focus on this because I think naturally, You'll see mentorship evolving and and that sort of thing, but um, nothing formal. I wish we had something more formalized in terms of ritual for, at least I wish I did. I'm sure some cultures do already and maybe I'm missing that, but I wish in kind of the traditional North American thing that we've got going on, there was something, you know, you've got something for 
confirmation or a quinceanera or when you're becoming a woman and when you're becoming a man and then we have marriage that really consecrates the marriage and that adulthood union and then we move into parenthood and there are definitely rituals for children as they're growing up depending on your religion or the community you're in but then as we get into old age i'm not sure what ritual rituals really exist do they exist i i don't know something to think about i think there should be some celebration and honor in Maybe, okay, like a retirement party, I guess. But that sort of feels like being put out to pasture, right? Rather than meeting a milestone that has real reverence and not just, okay, now you're going to go and read the newspaper and sit around all day, but you're actually heading into a phase where you are the wise elder that will be revered for your worldly knowledge. I think that there's something there that could be crafted a little bit differently. But perhaps I'm just missing it. Um, in terms of totem animals, so another thing that you definitely have totem spirits, it chooses you, um, and really it it's about identifying that animal and paying attention to the the meaning. And it's also interesting because, from what I understand, the concept of totems has also been known in Greek mythology. So it's it's not just in the Native American tapestries and pictographs that we see here i've got a link here to a really beautiful thunderbird totem pole that i'll share just such detail and crafting there and you know they have examples of different animals as well so if you're seeing a certain animal i find it interesting so you know a caribou is a traveler mobility preference to be nomadic adaptability to adversity sensitivity guidance surety interesting <laughs> i guess i'm picking out the ones where i'm at but yeah crane solitude justice longevity independent intelligent vigilant focus so very very interesting and um you know this used to be a really ingrained piece of so there are estimates of 18 to 20 million native americans living in the united states when the Ur europeans first arrived so you can imagine i mean a huge population of people that were using these symbols and this framework along with herbal medicine and really the the focus on the wisdom that comes from past generations and our ancestors and then also what comes from nature and really utilizing and being one with nature sharing sharing the world with others here it says that there are more than 2000 tribes of indigenous people in north america so well beyond what's been recorded formally um, and it's interesting because every tribe really does have their own healing standards. Um, but they say that health was an expression of the spirit um, and a continual process of staying strong spiritually, mentally, and physically. So you see in the different seasons of your life, you're also called to focus on different different areas to stay strong in. But that overall in life, we're meant to stay strong in those arenas. Um, and that, again, they talk about harmony, which traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, it's really this idea of keeping in harmony with ourselves and then also with the natural environment. So, nature, right? So they definitely speak to that as well um, and that you're responsible for your health through your thoughts and actions. So everything has consequences, your thoughts and actions. So it's not just this thing that happened and we don't know why and oops, you know, and now let's treat the cause. It's really looking at being responsible, taking ownership for what manifests in your body via illness disability bad luck or a trauma of some sort um and to restore that harmony using some of these practices right uh, and definitely also want to just highlight their focus on the realm of spirituality right so the shamans and the 
different ceremonies that they have. It certainly wasn't just, um, you know, the healing remedies of native plants that were handed down, but definitely these traditions um, and spiritual spiritual healing modalities were passed down. And I think that's really important because often when we look at science now, we want a peer-reviewed study. We want something written. Uh, but it, it seems that the oral tradition was huge because things were rarely put into written form when it comes to these tribes. So that oral tradition was very, very strong as well, which is something to note. Lots more that I could say. I think it's just, I think it's really critical for us to look into it this further and really see the value in such a such a traditional and long-standing approach to healing using natural remedies of all sorts um, that don't have the side effects. Now there could be scrutiny saying, okay, it's not as strong as let's say having a surgery and definitely, you know, time and a place for pharmaceutical products and for traditional, I say traditional, but let's, let's say Western conventional methodologies like hospitals. But I think it's really interesting for us to take a deeper look into what nature can do and has already been doing for us for a very long time and what ceremony and tradition and the spiritual state of our lives also has to do with our health and healing. So definitely indigenous tribes have that very well considered and a part of their traditions. So I hope you found this interesting. Please do delve in further. I think there will be further episodes on this one because there's so much more to cover. And if you found this interesting, please do like, subscribe, review the show. It's what allows me to keep going and makes all the difference for people to be able to find this. If you share it with a friend, if you like a certain episode or interview, it really does help for me and the show to get more exposure. So I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate you for sharing and I'll see you on the next episode soon.